0: This episode of Running Down the Clock is brought to us by Busy Bee Vegan Skincare. Busy Bee is an all natural skincare line dedicated to healthy, vegan, plant based skincare and overall wellness. They offer a selection of handcrafted body scrubs, butters, and washes that not only make your skin glow, but smell amazing. Their unique all natural scents include gingerbread, ruby grapefruit, Caramel cake and morning latte. So why not treat your skin to something fresh and all natural? Head over to ShopBusyBeeVegan.com today. And as a special bonus, Busy Bee is offering listeners of this podcast a 15% discount on your first order with the code ordinary Podcasts. Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello everybody, welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I'm Tyler Walzak, I'm here with Puglia Ricey, and we are talking AFC North today. We're going to be going through the steelers ravens Browns, and last year's Super
1: Bowl runner-ups, the Bengals. Now, Puyo, do you have a favorite in this division? I'll tell you what. I don't really have an allegiance. I kind of, you know, uh, jump between the teams in this. But one thing I do like about the Baltimore Ravens is that they're
0: not named after a bird. They're named after a poem. They want a different That's route true. on yeah. that one. Okay, well, yeah, that was a misleading phrase because they are a bird. But you're right, they're not named after a bird, they're named after the poem. But there's The bird, a bird in the poem. Sure, but there's the bird in the poem, so they're still named after a bird.
1: Named, yeah, but it's a fictional bird, it's not a real bird. Well, the type of bird is real. The type of bird is real, but what the bird did in that poem does not embody what a real raven would
0: do. Sure, but the team name is still named after a bird. That Raven led a man to go crazy. But (laughs) the name of the team is still named after a bird,
1: just a bird from a book. Yeah, there's tons of bird teams in the NFL. All right, let's talk football. We don't need to
0: do this anymore. Okay. All right, we got the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, bird, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the team that I'm missing is the Cincinnati Bengals, the team that you brought up earlier that went to the Super Bowl last year. Let's start with Cleveland because there's the most dramatic offseason we had for a while, They went out and they traded for Deshaun Watson. I believe by now, if you're listening to a football podcast, you know what Deshaun Watson did. He has now been suspended. I think it's official for 11 games to start this season. Uh, I think everybody knew that this was going to happen. I think 11 games is not enough, but I don't think that we need to go into that too much. Does this affect their whole season? Their whole season was based on... Their whole next four years are based around Deshaun Watson. Now he's going to go... What is it? Eight, 17 games last year. So twenty-eight games in the NFL without playing. Do you think he'll even become what he was again? We've seen guys miss and hold out training camps for less and never come back and be good players. What makes anyone think that Deshaun Watson is going to be a good player after sitting out essentially two years? Yeah, that's that's a for sure. I,
1: you can't get better from playing less.
0: Never. That's any sport. Just,
1: that's just a fact of sports or life or whatever you do. You're not gonna get better at it from not doing it as much at a competitive level. That is a huge amount of time for him to miss during... These have got to be prime Deshaun Watson years, no? This yeah, would yeah. be his prime be his right prime. now.
0: He's 26 years old, so I think, something like that. Like In his last year that he played, he was a top-five quarterback. Yeah. And now he hasn't played since. Like, I don't know why anyone would think that he'd come back to being a top-five quarterback he might be a top twenty quarterback, but he's not going to be top five. Yeah, especially you know six games was one thing. That was the original suspension,
1: and the NFL fought it or whatever, and now yeah. they're at eleven. I want to know. I we could have looked this
0: up. How much of that was guaranteed contract, which is just no. Down so I know the this. Drain. Actually, so the the new contract that he got from the Browns this first year was one million dollars for the year. So if he sat out the whole year, he'd only lose a million dollars. So they would never the the Deshaun Watson camp. Would never draw this out. Like he theoretically could appeal and appeal and appeal so that he could play this year, but he's not making any money this year. So they, there's no way they're gonna let him appeal play this year and then sit out next year the suspensions because next year he's making 48 million dollars. Right. I got you. I, I was looking at more from the
1: perspective we've talked about three teams, just generally perennial. Poor management teams. I thought, is this a Browns screw up by giving him too much money, and now
0: he's not screwing? So okay, so the Browns didn't didn't screw up on that. that. Yeah, they thought this, but they still screwed up the whole Baker Mayfield thing because now their backup quarterback, who is essentially as of now their day one starter, Jacoby Brissett, 2016 Super Bowl winner, um, didn't play in the game, obviously, but he was on the Patriots team. He played two games with them. He won one of them. He is going to start the first eleven games. That's a tough, this is a tough division. It's a tough schedule in Cleveland. Do they think that they're going to win? How many games do you think they will be happy winning with Jacoby Brissett? Because they're supposed to be, they're trying to win playoffs. They're trying to make the playoffs. Realistically, if they come above 500, that's a huge win. So yeah, you think, but that's eleven games. So let's say they win
1: six and five. That's that's a bit much. I'm thinking five and six. If they come five and six, that's good. They should be happy with five and six, right? Yeah. Because
0: realistically, it's three and whatever.
1: And then what's how many more games can uh, Deshaun Watson win them? Well, that's what. Let's say he he wins four more games. Hasn't played football in so they walk away with ten wins. Is ten wins enough to win that division? So ten and seven. I
0: mean, not like, you could get a wild card spot with 10-7,
1: possibly. But this but is a tough just, division. Deshaun Watson is not going to win out. No, he's going to win four out of the six games, as I said. So that puts him at nine. My math was a little wrong on that. Nine wins, yeah, I don't think they're going to get a playoff spot in the AFC with nine
0: wins. But N- No, I don't think they're going to get a playoff C in the AFC uh, with nine wins either. And I think that this is kind of a lost season for them before it even started. I mean quarterback's not their only problem. Kareem Hunt is holding out. He's doing certain parts of practice, but he's not... He is a big part of their team. They're a running team. They're a defensive team, and they're a running team. And with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt's holding out. He wants a contract. His contract's up at the end of this year, so he just wants a few more years. We know how running backs and wide receivers are. They get hurt, so they want guaranteed years. I mean, it's understandable. I get it. I know that I would do it. I don't know if I would handle it the same way because you never... We kind of talked about this off-air before... I we've never really seen a successful story of a guy holding out in practice through and then through into the season and coming back and being successful and in the same division we'll talk about Pittsburgh later but Le'Veon Bell is kind of the the mold about what you talk about when a guy holds out and then goes to a different team they're never the same. No, it's I I don't see it being success,
1: successful in the NFL. It just seems that it's the league is set up on the team's side where as much as the individual holding out might be right in principle it, it just doesn't seem to work out in execution it just something goes wrong there's a collective agreement that this guy's not the team player we want and other teams don't want him the same way they don't utilize him the same way and as much as it sucks with players because i feel for the players right they're putting the body on the line and i i get what cream hunt wants he doesn't want to be there for one year
0: get hurt near the end of the season and never get a big contract again and obj right now he was his year contract was up with the rams last year in the Super Bowl, towards ACL, and he he's a top twenty wide receiver. He does not have a team. No, his situation I get. His was kind of the quick, the quick out of Cleveland because no, he, sure. could, have, he the, could have stayed in Cleveland to yes. get paid. The comparison is in the situation, but I know it's not the same. But the injury, the injury problem is what I'm kind For of alluding sure. to is that he hurt himself in the last game, and now he doesn't have a team, which is why Kareem Hunt is holding out. Is that he just wants to be able to go out there and play without worrying about getting hurt because that's how you have to play in the NFL. You can't worry about getting hurt for sure. Yeah. But now he's in a situation where he has to think about that or else the next three years of his life are in jeopardy. And I mean, saying that about a millionaire is something, but it is, it's a true thing for sure. And then also with the, the Cleveland Browns, it's like, okay, we got past the running backs who are very good wide receivers. Last year it was OBJ and Landry Jarvis Landry, and now it is completely changed. It's Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Better or worse? Neutral. What? What do you? On think? paper, it's worse. I agree. But it wasn't working out. They had a
1: stacked team in Cleveland when OBJ went there. They had a great defense. They had good offense. The quarterback was the little bit of questionable part, but they thought they could overcome that with all the running backs that they picked up, the wide receivers that they picked up. But it didn't work out. So at the end of the day, when you have all this talent, but it's not clicking it doesn't matter yeah go for guys who are less you know less attractive on paper but it might work out better on the field yeah you know that's just that was just the fact of the matter it wasn't working out with the guys they had so i don't think it's going to work out this year strictly because of what we've discussed with the whole deshaun watson thing you know this year you can't really blame them if it's a write-off right you're going to do the best you can but it kinda of sucks for some of the guys on the other side of the ball, like the defensive guys, the Miles Garrett's, that you know, you're just Great losing point. you're Great losing point. years of these
0: guys' careers yes. by not having the right yeah. people in place, right? And also being like if you were a Browns fan and you're like, Okay, we actually kind of have we're moving up. We see kind of where the team is going, what they're trying to build to, and now it's kind of crushed for this whole entire season it's one of those things where that defense is great and they are now wasting a year of that defense. The defense is good enough to maybe win them one of these next 11 games, but it's not going to like, they're, they can only do so much. You still have to put points on the board. And I don't know if Jacoby Brissett, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Nick Chubb are going to do that. Nick Chubb is a very good running back. Kareem Hunt is a very good running back, but I don't see those guys... I honestly think that Landry OBJ with better than Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones, as you said. I agree with that. Is who Amari Cooper, Landry Jones, OBJ? Who's the best wide receiver out of those three? Again,
1: on paper, I'm giving OBJ I just would give it because it, it's slight too, right? He's got the number one highlight reel as a receiver in NFL history. One of the best catches of all time, right? Of all time, yeah. He's got a Super Bowl, which. As much as he wasn't there that much, for when he was there, he contributed to that team. He was going to MVP. Sit, he didn't sit on the sidelines to earn a Super Bowl. He did, for the short period he was on that
0: team, he contributed in every game he was in. We, we could say that we talked about Jacoby Brissett having a Super Bowl. OBJ contributed more to his Super Bowl than... Jacoby Brissett did to his played two games, but he did his role. He was the bat. He was the third. String. All you can ask is do your role. You, any team and any job and anything that you do in life. I'm going to throw a, a hot take out there with
1: Jacoby Brissett. How many third stringers can you name that when they got the call, they lived up to the the duty and got them through to where you want to go? Because that year, that was what 2016, 2017. What was it? 2016. 2016. They had the Deflategate scandal. Brady misses four the first four games. Garoppolo starts two, goes two and zero, gets hurt. Brissett jumps in, goes one
0: and one. He was third string that year. I'm gonna say something. that's imp- like just wasn't Tom Brady a third stringer when he got put in? It was Drew Bledsoe, someone else who got hurt, and then Brady. And then Bledsoe got hurt, and then Brady jumped up. I don't know the guy's name, but coming out of his rookie season, Brady was the third string quarterback. I believe. I believe. I don't know anything, but I believe that. Yes. Okay. However... So he would probably be the goat of that of this topic. He's the goat of that and all of, all other topics. Yeah, but I don't think anybody
1: is ever going to argue... With no, I know with they won't. ...Tom Brady in <laughs> I know the they won't. greatest of all time situations. <laughs> I know they won't. It you know, is. He's, he's is proven it, it
0: time and time again. Time but and time anyway, again. Anyway, we could give him his accolades for... <laughs>
1: I mean, a few weeks of podcasts. Well, let's
0: move on to another team in this division that has been good for years and years and years and years and years, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going through a huge transition point where Ben Roethlisberger is no longer there. He retired last year. He was not very good last year. He hasn't been good for, I'd say, a couple years. He's been steady, average. He's been able to manage football games. Last year was kind of rough if you were a Pittsburgh Steelers fan to watch Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball Mitch Trubisky is their starter as of now. We're in week two slash three of the preseason, which we've kind of argued off air doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, is Mitch Trubisky going to lead this team this year? And will he win games for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't know enough about the guy. He was a
1: pro bowler yes. in Chicago. And a lot of people make fun of that. Like, how did this guy become a pro bowler? He was, he was drafted... Top ten. He was drafted before was, Patrick he Mahomes. He was, and I've heard nothing but negativity about the coaching staff over in yes. Chicago. Like I remember, I always liked Allen Robinson in Jacksonville. He was a guy I liked. I thought he was a good receiver. I thought he was one of the, the little you know silver linings over in Jacksonville when they were in abysmal. Goes over to Chicago, and I don't remember if it was him or somebody else, but they're just saying the the coaching staff don't know how to use me. They don't yeah, know how to use he their that. players. He yeah, did say that. Yes. You know, and it was almost like the way... Also he, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. The way they put it is they just personally didn't like him. So they deliberately ran plays, had a system which didn't utilize him. Yeah. And
0: that team has been kind of terrible, right? Like, so Mitch Mitch left, well, didn't leave. He got four out of Chicago. He went to Buffalo, sat on the bench behind Josh Allen. Which Larkin is stuff. expected. You're not yeah. going to take over not his spot. spot. And But the offensive coordinator that had in... Uh, that we talked about last week with the Giants. Um, do you think he put enough of that leadership, that training, that education into Mitch Trubisky to turn him around into something that he could be? take that opportunity, take that chance? This is his second opportunity. He went to Buffalo knowing he was going to be the backup quarterback, looking for a spot to learn, looking for a spot to wait, maybe wait for an injury, hold off for another starting position. Pittsburgh comes along, pick him up, this is his opportunity to shine. This is his opportunity. For sure. This is your favorite word in the NFL. The
1: potential. The potential okay. is there. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't get to where he is with no potential. 100%. Was it, This is where we're going to find out. Was it a bad system for him in Chicago? Or is he just not the caliber
0: of player the NFL needs? We'll find out within we will the first find out. six games probably. Within the first half of the season. Because Pittsburgh, this is the other thing. They drafted in the first round a guy out of the University of Pittsburgh, homegrown kid, Kenny Pickett. So, he's waiting and he's been having a good preseason, which again doesn't mean shit in the NFL or any sport for that matter. Um this is he's waiting in the wings. I I am a big believer of not starting a rookie quarterback, a rookie quarterback in his first year. I think that you kind of ruin rookie quarterbacks in your first year. Patrick Mahomes sat his first year, Aaron Rodgers sat his first three years, Tom Brady essentially sat his first year. I think that you learn more as a rookie quarterback watching than you do playing. It's too fast of a game to jump up to. You're talking For about sure. there's, in, too there's, too there's too much expectation, there's too much expectancy. weight on your shoulders. But players are better. Everybody in the NFL is the best at their position, best 32 guys in their position in the world. Not sure. like in college, there's a hundred teams, three hundred teams. So guys jump up and they expect these rookies to be as good in the NFL, it's not possible at the quarterback position. For sure. So would they just, even if Kenny Pickett is a better player for the Pittsburgh Steelers at within six or seven games, would you just sit him all year, let Trubisky take the hits, let him take the bumps, put Kenny Pickett in next year after he's learned something?
1: There's a fact in life which a lot of people overlook. You can learn from your mistakes,
0: but it's better to learn from somebody else's mistakes. That's a great quote. Put that put that on an Instagram poster for us
1: <laughs> but the one thing I gotta say about uh, Pittsburgh which I'll ask you about is I like their coach he's a very no-nonsense guy so why does he always have nonsense players you're <laughs> not wrong
0: what I don't understand and so we have I have a friend uh, who had a fantasy football podcast Kyle you're listening I know you are. Huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and he will defend the wide receivers to death. I Ever since Le'Veon Bell held out, and Antonio, Bruno, Antonio Brown had his clock cleaned um, by Burfett against the Bengals, they've started acting out, which then led to other wide receivers in that Pittsburgh locker room acting out. We know we're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, who was... The next big thing in Pittsburgh started dancing on TikTok, started doing all this stuff, and making it about something else other than playing football. That's it's just a, unnecessary. It's uh, unnecessary stuff. Unnecessary, it's stuff. Stuff. unnecessary stuff. And it's going. It's now trickling down to Chase Claypool's kind of becoming more of a personality than he is a football player. Deontay Johnson's kind of getting more of a personality than he is a football player. I understand that you are allowed to have your personality. I get that you are allowed to have fun playing the game, but. Doesn't that only come if you're winning? That's why. Do you remember that quote I had about the Jerry Rice thing? I don't compare players
1: to Jerry Rice in terms of talent and accolades, but that mentality of work hard
0: aren't though the best. The best athletes, the best the people we talk about who are the goats are the ones that are killers on their field of play. You're Absolutely. out there just to play the game. You're out there to win. You're not out there to get likes on Instagram. You're not out there to get. Um, advertisements. Advertisements and likes come with you playing the game. And guys like Jordan and Tom Brady and Tiger Woods, they know that the game comes first. The rest of that stuff will come with how good you get at that There's game. only one guy I can think of in sports
1: that was cocky off the bat, and that's Kobe Bryant. But he off had bat. the
0: work ethic and everything to back it up because he was always good. Kobe Bryant... And we're gonna let's, let's talk about it for a bit. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I'd say those two guys have the most winning personality and most work ethic out of any athlete that's ever played sports. You'd say the thing, same thing about Tom Brady, but vocally, they came with cockiness. But it was about I'm cocky because I'm good. I'm not cocky because I have. The ability to be. Good. Kobe was talking to shit to Shaq his rookie year, yeah. right? Like,
1: I mean, not a lot of guys are doing that. But anyway, we're we're digressing from the point. But right. I don't think these Steelers wide receivers, when your team is fighting for playoff spots, you. I'm not saying you shouldn't do what you're doing. You're just you're doing it at the wrong time. It's not the mentality. It's the execution. Yeah. You're drawing the attention negatively. Like what was that thing with um, uh, Juju against the Bengals? They caught him dancing and they laid Von Bell. Was it Von Bell? Laid him out. You're just giving the other team a little bit of extra fuel to just say, you know, as Michael the Michael
0: Jordan thing. And I took that personally. Took that personally. So here's the the whole this whole conversation. You gotta take it it personally the same way and elevate your game. Everybody else is going to take it personally. Yeah.
1: So now that Can you elevate your game to take it more personally than they will? And why are you doing it?
0: Why are you doing it before the game? If you want to dance on TikTok, if you want to be that personality, do it after you win. Why are you out on the field before the game dancing around on TikTok, dancing around other people's logos? Their logos are their flags. Dance on the star after you score a touchdown. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) T.O. T.O. had the right way. But seriously, score. Do something in the game that is going to get people on your side because you're not just doing it for yourself at that point. You're doing it for your team. You're doing it for your fans. You're doing it for the city. The other
1: side of it is they're trying to get their marketing up. They're trying to get their fans sure, on a different side. And I don't don't get me wrong. They're maybe going about it wrong. Like they're not thinking of the long term business of their brand in the NFL. They're thinking of their TikTok brand or whatever like the followers yeah. they got. I don't think they'll make as much money off that in the long run as they will by being a good marketable football
0: player. If you were just a Again, if you're one of the top five wide receivers for four or five years in a row, you're getting shoe deals. You're getting this. You're getting that. But if you're one of the top five TikTokers, you're getting TikTok deals. So like, go out there. Win games. Like don't, don't try to get TikTok followers before a game. Win games. Get that money. And then get TikTok stuff after. It's, it's a, there's a here's to it. Here's a take for you.
1: Juju in his early days was a good player. I think he got more fan regard with that hit on perfect to get the redemption for Antonio Brown than he did from all the good plays he did. He was loved. He was adored for getting that revenge hit.
0: Sure, but now he's well, cast no, out that, of the that, team, That's what the I'm city.
1: saying. That's like do the right things and people will love you. Your stock will skyrocket. Yeah, You know,
0: that well, was... That was the that was before the TikTok days. That was the TikTok I don't
1: know days. if TikTok was around when he did that.
0: That's the that's it's something about the wide receivers in Pittsburgh, and it, it, I don't want to like Mike Tomlin does is a very um, player friendly coach, which I don't want to fall for that. He's one of the longest running coaches. He's won a Super Bowl. He's a great coach. I would love to have him as a coach of my team. Um, he could arguably be one of the better coaches in this division and the league. Um, but let's just hope that George Pickens, their first-round wide receiver, who looks awesome coming out of uh, training camp. He's, did you see him throw that defensive back down at the line of scrimmage in practice the other day? That. Oh, my God. Send he wants two yards and just grabs him, picks him up, and just tosses him down. It's amazing. He's doing toe taps in the end zones. George Pickens could be a player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's talk defense first because when you talk just defense. before, one thing yep, you go mentioned. Go for it. Go for it. The coaching in this division. Yes. As much as I like Tomlin. Harbaugh's not a bad coach. Harbaugh's a great coach. He's been there, not as long as Tomlin, but he's a, one of the longer running coaches in this league. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then we got Stefan Was Stefanski? Kevin Stefanski, Stefanski for the Browns is a new think one. He's he's in a world he, of hurt right now. He's he, in a he world is. of hurt. He would
1: not want his job. Uh, who was the guy before him? Like they just they they canned him. I can't remember. Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, I think yeah. Freddie been Kitchens. Yeah, like they had a bunch of coaching issues, just like that quarterback issues. Not as bad as quarterback issues, but yeah. he seems like he's got a little bit more of, um, what do you call it, stickiness that he's going to stick around for yeah, a bit. Yeah, he'll be around for a bit. John, John Harbaugh, has, he's a good system guy. He's good. And then we got the Bengals. I mean, there's Zach some Taylor, decent
0: coaches in this division, too. Yeah, you're not wrong. You can't flaw any of these guys. They're, I like the coaching. of young division. kids. With the Browns and Bengals, and then the old heads. I love
1: the Tomlin. young coaches in the NFL,
0: except for some of the fat guys, which we won't get yeah, into. Yeah, you know, like Matt Patricia. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's go back to my point here. We just talked defense about the Steelers real quick, because when you talk about the defense, or when you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have to talk about defense. Former Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt, is uh, back running havoc. Is this the best defense in this division? Because I would say that the Ravens... Steelers and Browns are all very, very good defensive players, or sorry, defensive teams. The best player, though, is TJ Watt, um, following after his brother JJ. And I know that you have kind of a hot take here. I'm not sure if I agree with it, but let's let it go. I'm not saying it's for certain. I'm saying
1: it's a possibility because if their careers ended today, yes, JJ Watt has the better career. However, it is very possible T.J. Watt, when all is said and done, has a better career than J.J. Watt. You look at some of the stats they have, already, how, how much younger is uh, T.J., five years? Yes, five years. With that five years, he's on pace to break some of the total uh, statistical goals which J.J. Uh, has. And I'm not saying he's going to break them all, but he'll he's on pace to break the sacks... He's on pace to break Pro Bowls and All-Pros, as well as the number of times each has led the league in sacks and tackles for loss. Now, this could all very much change. He might digress. He might get better. And also, if TJ wins a Super Bowl or JJ wins a Super Bowl, that definitely changes their careers. However, I'm not saying it's for sure because JJ had a great career. And if it wasn't still, for still having a great still having a great career, if it wasn't for Aaron Donald, both
0: these guys would be just the the Watt family would just racking up the defensive accolades. Well, it's actually interesting you brought that up because Pittsburgh has a huge beef with Aaron Donald because they believe that T.J. Watt should have also won Defensive Player of the Year last year, which went to Aaron Donald. I disagree. I think Aaron Donald had better stats. If you look at it statistically with updated stats and not just numbers and homerism from Pittsburgh Steelers, Aaron Donald was a bigger problem than T.J. Watt was two years ago. But last year, T.J. Watt did deserve to win it. So essentially what you're saying is it would be Watt, 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 Watt Watt for the last five years if Aaron Donald was not around. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald is the reason why
1: the Watt brothers aren't just commanding the league in
0: defensive accolades. All right. That's interesting. What about Derek Watt? Why is he not? Is it because his name's not DJ? If they named, if the parents named him DJ Watt, do you think th- it's him? Do you think it's him saying, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a DJ. My name is Derek. Don't call me DJ.
1: I'd have to look it up, but I'm going to assume that TJ and JJ both have the two first name things. You know, like they both have sure. two first names. I mean, I guess Derek Watt just has his name, Derek. That's, well, that's, his-
0: that's a monumental fuck up. You could have been three for three. Instead, you went two for three, TJ, JJ, and then... Is Derek the youngest? I don't know, but he's... Clearly, I feel like he's the middle child. He's chop. the worst. He's clearly I, the worst.
1: I, I feel like he's the middle child. We don't know. I feel like TJ's the youngest. I could be wrong. We gotta now, what, look Based on. off of
0: what? That's your knowledge of the Watt brothers? I think I watched a YouTube video once of them <laughs> horsing around at home. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know anything about them. I know JJ's the oldest, and TJ won the defensive player of the year last year. So let's move He's on. He's definitely the most intimidating.
1: I would <laughs> not. You're we're lucky. I would either of them. Well, no, for sure.
0: Would, I mean, this is, this is you and
1: me. What, what do we weigh? 180 pounds? Yeah, together.
0: <laughs> uh let's go on. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens, the the team not and also named after a bird. John Harbaugh as a coach talked about that. Um, Their wide receiver situation changed over the last offseason. Unexpectedly, Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, left the team. Whether or not he was really even that good of a wide receiver, he's probably one of their better wide receivers, but whether or not he was actually a top-tier wide receiver is debatable. He's fast. He's one of those fast guys. That can just get open with speed, but I don't know how he is with hands or route running. But he's left. He went to Arizona. So now they are left with Rashad Bateman, a first-round pick from last year, who was hurt last year. So this is technically his redshirt freshman rookie year, and Devin DuVernay at the wide, re- wide receiver position. Baltimore has never been a wide receiver type of team, Um Tight end, tight end, Mark Andrews is probably their best catching threat. As most people, most defensive teams will probably uh, zone in on him. Their running backs are really good. Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, maybe their best player is Justin Tucker. Ah, uh, he
1: is definitely he. I, you could say that just for the fact that he very well could be the best at his position that has ever played in the NFL. Statistically, I think he is the most accurate kicker. Ever in the NFL, no. He also
0: has the longest field goal kick in the history of the NFL. And who
1: was that against? Is, fuck you. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> that was a heartbreaking game. I felt for you on that one. Yeah, that was shitty. They're all
0: heartbreaking. <laughs> anyway, guys. we're 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 on this division. We'll, we'll get in them next. But so this is. I say that as almost jokingly about Justin Tucker because he is arguably the best player at his position of all time. But. The guy that makes this team run, other than John Harbaugh, is Lamar Jackson. And there is so much debate about Lamar Jackson being a good, and I'm doing air quotes, quarterback in this league. Is he just a great athlete, or is Lamar Jackson a good quarterback in the NFL? Personally, I think, and I hate to keep going
1: to basketball references. No, that's okay. You and I were both basketball basketball fans. When Russell Westbrook was in his prime... I don't think that Russell Westbrook was the best basketball player. I don't think he had the best basketball IQ. I thought he was just so tremendous of an athlete that any shortcomings he could over overcome yeah. with his athletic ability. And I think Lamar Jackson, this is not to take away from him because being that athletic is a skill in itself. Like This is not to, to bash on the guy. But that I think um, Lamar Jackson the same way. He's so athletic that he overcomes some of the things that they might, you know, criticize him for that he makes up for. And as long as he can make up for that, they're gonna be okay. The problem is for the longevity of his career, you can't be as elusive of a player as Why not? he is. Why not? For the duration of his career. But he because hasn't gotten he hasn't had injury problems yet. That's not what I'm saying. You I just don't see a thirty-six year old player as elusive as he is, he's, he's like a, a video game player, like stops on a dime, he sure. keeps going. Your
0: body just can't. He's not 36, though. He's like 26, That's what I'm saying. If
1: you want to, I'm sure he doesn't want to stop playing in three years. He probably, like people look at Tom Brady's and Aaron Rodgers so thinking- and Matt Ryan's, like, these guys are in their late 30s playing, 40 for, um, for Tom Brady.
0: He probably doesn't want to just stop in a few years. So you think he has to turn more into, which everyone is saying, is that he has to be more of a pocket passer than he does who he is. He doesn't need to be currently because he still possesses that athletic ability. He just needs
1: to have the ability to do that when that time comes. If he doesn't develop his throwing game for his future, that will cut his career shorter. Because right now, oh yeah, you're not touching the guy. The guy is elusive. I mean, he, he's, he reminds me of kind of the um, uh, Barry Sanders where you're not touching him. Touch him. You're not touching him. He moves sideways forward, backwards as such... You know, it's like it's like the control pad on a joystick. Yeah, you can just—he goes in any direction he wants to. He has that ability, and while he has it, utilize it. Why would you? I've said this before. Don't take away a player's strength. When you're good at something, utilize that until you're not. However, just moving forward for the future, he's got. You know, if he wants to think about being a long-term quarterback, you don't see quarterbacks over the age of thirty making those kind of running plays. They realize the pocket. Oh, they Donovan get the ball. That was
0: pretty good at making those types of plays. But yeah, he early. also had a bigger body to take the hit. Or you know, I don't. know You know what size his body is compared to Lamar Jackson's? <laughs> we're talking body. We're talking <laughs> mass alone. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you know that information. So would you Will have you pull up the weights? Would we you pull up the heights and weights and figure you, out the BMI? Would you like to have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback on your team? What are my options? Your options are Lamar Jackson. Do I take Deshaun, Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson?
1: I'm taking, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. I'm taking, a, in that comparison, 1,000%. A, a, a guy who's played every year, who's got an MVP under his belt, who's done everything well. He he doesn't seem like he has any problems. I see no negatives about the guy except for the critics saying he doesn't have the arm. To throw the accuracy of some players. With his
0: mentality as well. He has that Kobe Bryant mentality where it's yeah. just, I'm out there just to perform. Everything else will come. All that stuff outside of the league will come based on my performance. Now, I'm gonna call a timeout right now. I'm calling a timeout, play the fucking music thing. <laughs> Let's do this. I have Lamar Jackson's stats from his first 49 games of his career and player A. And I'll, I'm just gonna put these out there. Because I think this is kind of crazy. So, Lamar Jackson, record first 49 games, 37 and 12. 64% completion rate, 84 touchdowns, 31 interceptions, 2019 MVP, first 49 games. Mystery player, record 30, 18 and 1, 59.3 completion compared to Lamar Jackson's 64, 49 touchdowns, 36 interceptions in his first 49 games. Could you guess that player? James Winston? No. <laughs> I don't know. Michael Vick. Okay. that If you are comparing anyone to what Lamar Jackson is in this league, it is Michael Vick. And nobody can argue the impact that Michael Vick had on this league when he came in. He was electric. He won games. He was in the MVP voting twice within these first 49 games, within these first four years. He was in the MVP voting top five twice. Lamar Jackson actually won one. And he's got like what is it, forty, thirty more touchdowns thrown with less interceptions. He has more rushing touchdowns than Michael Vick did, twenty one to eighteen. It is it's unbelievable to me that when Michael Vick came out, everybody was talking about Michael Vick. He was on the cover of Madden. He was Lamar I mean, Jackson was also on the cover of Madden. But it wasn't this type of like negative mentality around Well, Lamar Jackson has to change who he is to win games when We've seen Lamar Jackson before. We've seen Michael Vick. He was electric in this league. He changed the game for these quarterbacks that are running around right now. Patrick Mahomes, I don't believe, exists without Michael Vick. Lamar Jackson does not exist without Michael Vick. And now we have a better Michael Vick out there, and everyone's telling him to become something else. Let me take my time out. So
1: two points to this. Number one, present athletes... Always have an advantage over past athletes right. because they can learn from what they did. There is no way Lamar Jackson didn't watch Michael Vick footage and oh. learn from some of the things he did. 100%. You build, you know, I always believe athletes, and especially if you look at like things like track and field gymnastics, you look at them from the 1920s to today and you see how much they've built off and improved. Athletes get better over time because they learn off of what they did in the years previous. So, of course, Lamar Jackson is going to learn from what Michael Vick did. Michael Vick was the first guy to do what he did then. That's why it had such the impact. You know, it right. was the yeah. first time yes. you saw yes. since, it. You since, hadn't seen it yeah. yet. Yeah. Now Lamar's like, Randall, like, way back. Like, now you see Lamar Jackson has the same ability to do what he did. Now... Michael Vick wasn't as elusive. Michael Vick was just speed. He was just speed incarnate. No, incarnated. disagree.
0: Disagree. Fuck you. He there he is could a play juke. in fucking the Minnesota Vikings game. I forget what year it was. In overtime when he literally ran spun move and two Vikings players collided into each other and the entire stadium laughed about it.
1: It was he was so elusive. He was, but what I'm trying to say is his elusiveness was going forward with speed that he could just see where he was going to end
0: up five meters ahead. Yeah, he was, he was five yards ahead of everybody. everybody. Five, five <laughs> yards ahead. He was ahead of everybody else yeah. in his mind. He Michael, made the game slowed down for him. I
1: don't remember Michael Vick stopping and changing direction the same way that... And I could be wrong. I could always be wrong. I never need to be right. I just don't want to be wrong. The same way that Lamar Jackson does.
0: Well, the thing that Lamar Jackson, I think he's a better passer than Michael Vick, was he's also right-handed, whereas Michael Vick is left-handed, which is a big thing we talked about last week in the NFL. That's your beef. It's it's left-handed quarterbacks. The entire system is skewed towards right-handed quarterbacks. It's tough to be a left-handed quarterback.
1: Now, the second point I had in this timeout, which is running a little long, is that... You just use another timeout. You've got three of them. (laughs) The thing with Michael Vick is there was a lot of unfortunateness to his career, there was wow. the jail stint. He yeah. didn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't. It didn't work out as well as everybody thought it was. He turned when into he a was, villain
0: pretty quickly. Exactly.
1: So had he turned into a hero and he rode away on the white horse into the sunset with maybe one or two Super Bowl rings, maybe another MVP or something, people, I don't, I don't people hear, me out, hear me out. a villain. Hear me out. People wouldn't question Lamar Jackson as much, but for the fact that. The Michael Vick thing, if you look at it like, oh, the Michael Vick experiment, I'm not saying it's a Michael Vick experiment, it didn't actually translate into any Super Bowls. It didn't translate into him being one of the most prolific, you know, successful quarterbacks statistically. Exciting to watch? Yes. One of my personal favorites on the football field? Yes. But it didn't always work out in the end. So that's why he didn't win a lot of games. So that's why people can say, oh, well, as much as you're compared to Michael Vick, the Michael Vick uh, experiment, you know, the Michael Vick style, it didn't win games. You know what did win games is the Tom Brady, the Peyton Manning, stand in the pocket, get rid of the ball early and throw it to the right place. And that works better in the long run. Yes, it's not as flashy, but it's proven to be more successful And that's why people are going to criticize Lamar Jackson for not having the arm just because it's flashy, people love it. You play Madden, you send all the receivers out, the defense goes up them, and then you just run. (laughs) Yeah, it works. It It works works. great to win the video game. But in real life, it hasn't proven to be the most successful formula for a quarterback in our lifetime yet.
0: No, not yet. And Lamar Jackson could, if the Baltimore Ravens have success, Lamar Jackson would be the first guy to do that. But I think you nailed it. Um, with that, with that second timeout you used there, it's after prison. Vic did come back, and he went eight and three as a starting quarterback with Philadelphia in 2010. Um, comeback player of the year. I mean, the I yes, he did not win a lot of games, but I think he did transcend what the game is into kind of what it is now. One of my favorite players of all time, too. How do you not like, like you, how do you not like what Michael Vic did as a play, in the NFL world? Forget what he did outside of that horrible stuff. We all love dogs here, but what he did on the field was electric. Something that and we have so never said, as seen a fan, before. And yeah. this is a fan
1: podcast. He was as exciting to watch as a player that I can think of. Yeah.
0: It, it's, to this day, you you talk about Michael Vick and you go, dude, that guy was unbelievable. And you Lamar can, Jackson you does that stuff. You know? yeah.
1: Even when his team's not winning, he still puts up, what,
0: 300 yards? <laughs> he he has. Well, this is the funny thing about Lamar Jackson is There's games where they lose, he puts a 300 yards running and rushing and doing amazing things, and then there's games where they win, and he's like 150 yards just throwing with like 80 yards passing, and it's like, it's just kind of like this weird thing where his numbers are low, but they win games, and then all of a sudden, his numbers are high, but they lose, and it's because there's no one else on this team to help him win games. Like, I don't think Marquise Brown was that good of a player, I, like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know why people got because the first five games of Marquise Brown's career, he would sprint down the field, get wide open. Lamar would chuck it as far as he could, and they'd score a touchdown together. But there is not a wide receiver that is like a like in this division like a Jamar Chase, where you like you can rely on him. And his his running backs are always getting hurt. So this we have not seen this Ravens team actually at full capacity in a couple of years since his MVP season that I I don't know why people shit all over Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson because I think that that potential is there. I think that if anyone has anything to prove, his entire life he's going to be doubted. This is the guy that I would put my money on in in turning doubters into, into believers. Well, I can say
1: this. Of everybody in his, uh, all the four quarterbacks in his division, not even four, you know, backups, third strings, whatever, in his division, who's your favorite quarterback in that division? Right now, Lamar Jackson, hundred percent, without a doubt. Yeah, people can argue Deshaun Watson, but as of today,
0: with everything standing, I don't know if anyone would argue Deshaun Watson.
1: No, I'm saying before (laughs) before the incident. I'm saying just terms of talent, as as, terms of talent. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, even before Deshaun Watson's horrific, awful things, Lamar Jackson is more of a favorite player. Yeah, yeah.
1: So as much as people question him, people love to question him. There's people made a career off questioning LeBron James.
0: Oh yeah. Well, let's (laughs) let's use this as a segue though, because. Lamar Jackson as our favorite quarterback. I do kind of like Joe Burrow. When We haven't talked about Cincinnati yet. Dude, Joe Burrow has that. He's showing up like Joe uh, Namath. He's got leather jackets on. He's slinging the ball around. He's He is a guy. And he took this team in his second year to the Super Bowl. Now, whether or not they can replicate that is going to be Cincinnati's problem because... It, there is a truth to that uh, hangover curse that happens to teams that lose the Super Bowl, and is Cincinnati going to have a terrible year this year in this division? So call me two point Puya because I'm always coming through with two points. Number it's such set up for your own goddamn nickname. It's sickening. That is, that is a bullshit fucking nickname. No one's going to call you that. Continue I hope with nobody point. calls me that. Continue I hope with your that. point. We'll move. But past I had two that. points earlier. <laughs> Why is Baltimore the favorite?
1: If Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl last year, and they didn't really get any worse, and you don't see a lot of key points of Baltimore's receivers doing any well, like why is Baltimore any different other than not having the injuries? I, I, They're the
0: favorite to, to win the division. I think that they're a better Statist- team. I think Lamar Jackson, like for me personally, I think Lamar Jackson is that guy. I think he is a guy. Now, I also think that Joe Burrow is a guy, but it's hard to to play those extra four games a year and then come back and have the same cuz everyone now is out to get the guys that went to the Super Bowl. So you're and especially in this division is this is kind of like the NFC North is called the Black and Blue division. The AFC North is a version the AFC version of that essentially. These guys just beat up on each other for six games out of the year. It's it's tough to to replicate that success when everyone knows what you did last year, and they didn't have Lamar Jackson for the entire year last year.
1: Yeah, and you know what? You're right about that. I think the rivalries, perhaps in the AFC North, might be the best rivalries in the NFL. They hate each other. They do. Now, you did bring up a good point, which I almost want to recant something that I said. There's only a few players, sorry, quarterbacks in the NFL, with the game on the line that I would trust with the ball. And from what I've seen so far, I think I have to put Joe Burrows ahead of Lamar Jackson in a team football scenario with the game on the line to make one play to win it. Lamar Jackson is great throughout the game because he's going to do some elusive stuff. But yeah. when you know that you know he's going to run the ball, I think Joe Burrow, they call him Joe Cool, as you said, for a reason. Joe Cool. He, I, I, think by the end, you know, his, his career. He, like, well, currently, he's there with Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. These guys that you kind of trust with the ball to make a quarterback play. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, you don't trust him to make a quarterback play. You just trust him to be Lamar Jackson, make a play, do what he does, any play. And yeah. it's gonna, you don't know what he's going to do because he's, it's an audible on his part, right? He's going to just see what's there, and he's going make to make his run.
0: Yeah. And Which, yeah. which in a two-minute drill, is tougher to do because the clock runs. Whereas, if you're a pocket quarterback in the NFL in a two-minute drill, you can just throw the ball away. You can find the guy who's getting out of bounds. Was, a specific play is meant for two-minute drills. That playoff Raiders game. That Burroughs had last year with the Bengals. I love that you pluralize Burroughs every single time you say his name. By the way, it's just Joe Burrow. There's not two of them, Just Burroughs. You're right about that. Just mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. But
1: when he plays that well, you know, it's like. There could guys. be guy, two guys out there. There could be two guys out there. <laughs> I hope he didn't hear that, and I'm sure he didn't. <laughs>
0: but he also has a huge, a huge thing in his favor in Cincinnati, and that's Jamar Chase, who is a number one wide receiver, top five wide sure. receiver. I know Madden... But I like Higgins, ratings. too. Higg- T. Higgins, Higgins and Boyd is no slouch. That offense, and T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going to get doubled. It opens up every week one of those guys in Boyd or Higgins could have a, a huge game just because they're not getting covered by any of the top three corners, four corners, because they're getting... they're they getting double teamed on Jamar Chase. And that changes entirely a teamed outlook on their offensive game plan if they know that someone's going to be wide open and they have the skill level that these guys have.
1: In this division, who's your favorite no. offense?
0: In this division, my favorite offense, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yes. There's and no what? weakness. Joe Mixon is so good. We did not talk about Najee Harris with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who could have a breakout year and be the best running back in Dark Horse, this year he Dark could Horse, definitely Najee be Harris number, be the number one, one running back he's got every bit of yes, potential to be he's, if you had betting odds he'd probably be at the top Joe Mixon is another guy that could be at the top he's been in the league longer but he hasn't really had that breakout season where he is the guy they could lean on him to open up the, the, the passing game this year and that offense is so electric so electric it's one of the better offenses in the league which is why they could make it back to the Super Bowl, but there's that, that curse. The other thing
1: is just watching that underdog team, a team that you know they've never won the Super Bowl. They were not a favorite at all to win last year. No. They pulled some games out of their hats. Yep. And it's just so much more fun to watch those kind of teams win and be successful. It's almost like you don't expect them to make the play. Well, how do? And you, then when they do,
0: you're just you're more in shock and awe. How do you root against a Cincinnati Bengals team that makes it to the Super Bowl? They're not the Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Bengals are never supposed to make it to the Super Bowl. They're just a tier above the Lions, Jets, and Browns in terms of like ineffectiveness as a franchise. And here they go. They made it, and I was rooting for them last year. I had it was tough Super Bowl because Stafford, Matty Stafford with the Rams was my he's my guy, and then you have the Bengals, which is like the ultimate underdog team making the Super Bowl, and you have personalities like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase getting there. We haven't even talked about their kicker yet, who is probably the biggest personality on their team in Evan New fierce has got swagger. He's Dude, got the swagger. Moxie through the roof. I think was it the conference championship game where right before he was about to win the game with a, uh, a game-winning field goal, he said to another player that got caught on the sidelines being like, man, I can't believe I'm up to like win the, the AFC championship with my with my field goal here. like Something along those lines. That's not a direct quote. But in one of those games, he called it. He said, I can't believe we're going to the AFC conference or I can't believe we're going to the Super Bowl based off a kick that he had to make to get there. But I love that because that's a guy,
1: you know, you compared to many tradesmen, you know what you're capable of. Yeah. You know what you can
0: do and you know what you can't do. And he looked at He knew what he could do. And in that position as a kicker in the NFL, you have to have confidence. If you doubt yourself 100%. at all, that's the minute everything goes down. That's I play the, the yips. There is the, a yips factor in sports. And kicker in the NFL is probably one of the highest yips factors out there.
1: I play soccer and hockey myself. And whenever it comes to a shootout, the guy I want taking the shootout shot is the one who has the most confidence. I don't care if you're the best player on the team or the worst player on the team. If you don't have the confidence... And that's where it comes with the kicker in football. That's your shootout. Yeah. That that that's the, the the equivalent. If you don't have the confidence, you're probably not gonna make it.
0: Well, it basic question as to why they put Charlie Conway and the Muddy Ducks in there for that last penalty. He had no fucking confidence. And I think this is our second week in a row we had a Muddy Ducks reference.
1: Yeah, but you know what? He had a great life quote of perspective, right? Half inch the other way, you would have missed completely. <laughs>
0: So do you think that the Cincinnati Bengals can get back to the Super Bowl this year?
1: I didn't think they'd make it last year, and I don't think they can this year, but I love a team like that that just proves all the haters wrong. Like, that's why they're so exciting. So, No, personally, they are not my pick in the AFC. I thought it was a little bit of a fluke, and a little bit. Those teams get there. Those teams get there. Not that much. Not just, like, beyond all odds, like... They Like you said, they have everything except I don't think their defense is on par with some of the other defenses in the league. Well, they're, I don't think their defense is – I think they have the worst defense in this division. There you go. In this division, yeah. For yeah. sure. So which is a problem. It is. And defense wins Super Bowls. Defense wins Super Bowls. I mean, you know, like in the Super Bowl last year, you could have given the uh, Super Bowl MVP to either Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup. Could have gone either way. Yeah. They
0: gave it to Cooper Cup. I could have seen Aaron Donald get it too, you know. Yeah. So who wins this division then? Because I know that before we came on air here, you thought that the Ravens might be the worst team in the division, and I feel like you've changed that perspective. I haven't changed
1: that. I'm going to say, I find it shocking that as good as the Ravens are, this division, I think, is so tight, so fearsome. Like There's such a rivalry between everybody. It's a good division. This is the one division in the NFL that I think is the most... Up for grabs. I couldn't tell you who's going to win. If the Browns had Watson for the whole year, he was in training camp, everything was going fine, I think it would be a lot of parity in this division. Obviously, with their issues, I'm putting the Browns last. First, I think I'm going to have to repeat with the Bengals, putting the Ravens second,
0: Steelers third. I think Ravens first. I think Lamar Jackson puts it together. I think he has a healthy season. I think that this team, John Harbaugh, has created is going to get enough wins to just be above the Bengals because, I I mean, you're right. Their offense is electric, but I don't know about their defense. I think Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both in trouble this year. And only because I don't know anything about Mitch Trubisky's future success. I know he was garbage before because I've watched him uh, in the NFC North. But I think he could have a bounce-back year, and they could always just go to Kenny Pickett and try to salvage their season. But I don't like that Pittsburgh team as a mold on offense. Cincinnati has the best offense. I think Baltimore has the best overall team. I'm going to give the division to Baltimore. I think Cincinnati makes the playoffs probably as a wild card team. I Going through all those divisions, we might have chosen nine or ten teams to make the playoffs. I don't know. But I think Cincinnati has that opportunity to do it. I think Baltimore wins that division. Cleveland's last, I think it's just a kind of a, a season that they just throw away, save money. And with that, we are going to leave you with our AFC North preview. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Running Down the Clock. Running down the Clock is brought to you by the ordinary podcast network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.